0: What's up, guys? I am here with Rapid Fire Rachel, so we have another in-person podcast. So excited. Uh, Rachel, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> me too. So if you don't know, uh, we don't live very far apart, and we decided to do some filming yes, out of nowhere, sort of. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of
1: last minute. Not, it wasn't even really,
0: but I'm glad we did it.
1: Yeah. But clubs are always a lot more fun, so.
0: Way fun. Uh, especially we've talked about this a lot and we'll dive in more about like collaborating with other female content creators too. Cause there's not many of us.
1: No, it's it like in the years that I've been in the industry, I've watched it grow for seasons and then rapidly decline. And there's a few of us that have been around for quite a while. Yeah. And I don't know why we're not doing more
0: stuff together. So yeah, it's fun, <laughs> awesome. So let's dive in. I want to back all the way up before we talk about what we were doing this this whole week, um, and dive into how you got started. I know a little bit about your background with your family, FFL, and that you're kind of born into this world ish. I think that's probably the best
1: way to describe it. Um, so I have I quite literally grew up at the range. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a part of my family's life since I was. Born really I mean my brother was shooting before I was born my dad started taking my sister and I to the range when I was three I shot my first gun um, we'd be out there for SAS matches all sorts of stuff so grew up in the cowboy culture um, and then it kind of expanded from there once you start in one sport you get exposed to other sports yes. so USPSA came into it Glock started hosting matches um, their GSSF matches around us so we bounce around to those and um, as I didn't start like competing or dabbling into any of that until I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then it was more just for fun, but something that we always
0: did as a family. Heck yeah. So, okay, for your, like, I guess whole childhood to being exposed to guns, do you remember like learning about firearms or like, I'm just curious if you actually remember the first time you like held a gun and we're like, okay, this is a tool that's very powerful. Like, do you remember that? Or was it just so?
1: So my dad never just flat out explained it to us like that. Um, He started us on, I didn't know it was Eddie Eagle at the time, but the Eddie Eagle stuff. So he had the stop, don't touch, leave the area, tell an adult rule going for not only guns, but literally anything that was dangerous. So if we saw a snake in the yard, stop, don't touch, leave the area, (laughs) tell dad we saw a snake in the yard. Although I don't follow that one yet now. (laughs) I definitely like to, I definitely like to mess around with reptiles, but (laughs) um, it it was kind of like that all the time around here. So my dad is in the industry he has his ffl he has his own business he has since i was before i was born and um, guns were in and out of our house and around so it wasn't necessarily uncommon for us to see one out Mm -hmm. um and we just knew that is dad's it's a tool do not touch it let him know if we see it um and we never had any issues growing up. We also didn't really talk about it because it was normal life for us. There was yeah. no mystery behind the gun or I played this in a video game and I show my friends, this is cool. It was just like, those are dads. We yeah. don't touch them.
0: Yeah. That was similar to mine. I don't remember like learning how dangerous they were, like that they were mysterious. Like I don't remember that actually. I just remember like there's a gun in a the drawer, there's a gun on the wall. There's like, yeah. it's just part of like that every day. So can you talk to like kind of what it's like, or have you ever thought about what it would be like to not grow up in that? Cause I feel like we're very fortunate, right? You either kind of are born into it, it's normal, or like now you gotta learn how to do that as an adult. It's probably very intimidating. I don't know if you've ever thought about that other perspective of things.
1: No, and I think that's a cool when I see other content creators that are, I know their story says is starting from the adult yeah. side of it. I'm like, you are going to be so much more relatable to so many yeah. people because not everybody grew up with guns like I did. Not everybody had the accessibility to them like I did <laughs> still um, do, and still do. <laughs> and like, it, it's just very different. Like it's just very different. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think it's cool. And I think that's why there are so many
0: different people out there with voices yeah. and different stories to be able to share and relate to people. hundred percent, hundred percent. So, okay. Where did the name, i kind of know a little bit, Rapid Fire <laughs> Rachel
1: come from? <laughs> so my dad named me twice. Okay. Once Rachel. And then uh, he, we started going to Knob Creek. Um, when I was 18, 19? What is Knob Creek
0: to, to people? Some people don't know about it. So. Oh,
1: I don't know how people don't know about this. <laughs> I did. Wake up, pay attention. <laughs> it's canceled now, which is the most terrible and sad thing I could ever say. But Knob Creek was the largest machine gun shoot, as far as I know, in the world. Um, unless you're talking caliber, then we're talking Big Sandy, but that's a whole different story. So Knob Creek was huge. There would be a gigantic firing line with over six hundred military weapons of everything uh 50 cals mini guns um they bring out tanks sometimes to do demonstrations cannons literally everything that you can think of probably has either been there or is on the line when you go so there's a main (laughs) firing line that's just (laughs) machine gun shoot every hour on the hour for a 15 to 30 or 45 minutes, and then there's a little bit of quiet time. There's also a pole barn where you can shop things that you've never seen on a table before um, and can barely imagine. (laughs) It was an experience all the way around, whether you were getting to pull a trigger on something or just shopping in the pole barn. Um, They also had rentals down the hill, so there's machine gun rentals. Um, You could shoot cars with them. It was pretty cool. And then there was other side matches like the jungle walk or sub gun matches. Um, So the first time I went, I tried the jungle walk and I... Somehow ended up winning the jungle walk.
0: I heard your dad talking about that. He's like, yeah. just really good at this whole thing of finding things in the woods. <laughs> I'm he like, trained me. He's yeah. he, I impressive.
1: I can definitely say my dad is the reason I'm good at finding things in the woods because when we were kids... We didn't have all these electronics and mm-hmm. stuff like kids have today. Yep. It was look out the window. If you find an animal and you spot it in time for your dad to see it, you get a quarter. Oh. So I had incentive to stare out the window and look for things. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. cool. Still to this day, if I see a control tower, and I see it first, I get a quarter, and if I see, he worked on control tower, so there's a little patch in there. And if I find one that he designed, I get a dollar. Oh, okay.
0: okay. whole dollar. That's pretty cool. Sorry. I didn't wear circles because I still want to figure out how you got named. But oh, yeah, I yeah. Don't Sorry. Knob Creek, too. Yeah, yeah. No,
1: so Knob Creek, um, Knob Creek Basically, the experience of Knob Creek, for me, walking in, we got there right after they had already started up, so all of a sudden, your heart starts beating to the sound of machine gun fire, and it's just, like, an overwhelmingly cool experience, Mm -hmm. and that is where Rapid Fire Rachel was born, and uh, (laughs) Full Auto has been a part of my life for a very long time, but after that, it was like, these are the people I want to be around and I want to learn from, and um, I'm still there, so... (laughs)
0: awesome um what how old were you then well do you remember
1: um it was definitely it was right after high school is when I went with him the
0: first time so um I think I was 18 okay okay um did you have your social media then and change your username or like do you remember no. when you okay when did you come onto the internet and and make this switch to like basically like okay I'm gonna start posting I'm gonna make this gun related and I'm gonna be a brand so that is a whole okay, different, has a whole different in. realm, I know a whole where that different
1: like, genre of life for me. So um, I was kind of against social media. I still am not a person that really loves social I media. I think that is great for a lot of reasons. And I have relationships like this one yeah, to think because yeah. of social media. Um, it's also opened a lot of doors, but like Instagram... Thought it was the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Why would I need that when I had Facebook at the time? Because that's how I was thinking: like Twitter's words, Instagram's pictures, Facebook's everything. Yep. Um, but I was working at Hooters mm-hmm. uh, to pay for college, and I wanted to be part of Hooters calendar, and they look at social media, so I was like, okay, I guess I'm making an Instagram account, and I started posting just things that we do in everyday life, which is dogs, guns, and family. Like, mm-hmm. that's pretty much what it was so I posted a picture we do mother's day at the range it's a yeah. time-honored family tradition in my household I love your videos um, this
0: year by the way yeah. thank
1: you <laughs> and I posted that and overnight my phone died from notifications and I was like hmm, huh that's weird what so started going through it and I'm like people are interested in this for some reason me thinking because I didn't really know any better like I didn't really talk with anybody about what we did but I just thought, you know, we shoot guns. That's kind of normal. normal. That's normal. (laughs) Apparently it's not normal in every household. So Mm -hmm. I was like, this is really interesting. And I already love this. I've already told my dad, I want to go to Nog Creek twice a year, every year, which we did for 10 years. Um, So it just started kind of growing from there. Um, And then also, yeah, I just, I don't know what else to say about (laughs) that, but
0: it started growing from there. Did you, and it was still like Rachel through 333
1: Yeah, that's how it started. Okay. I've never changed yeah. the actual username, yeah. um, but it does just say Rapid Fire Rachel and you're there, and then Rapid Fire Rachel and every other platform
0: yeah, on everything else. Yeah. So, okay, so you started Instagram, it kind of blew up, and you're still working at Hooters and everything like that. Yes. Um, when did you, I guess, I mean, realize that Instagram was kind of, I don't want to say a career path, but like a, a good platform to kind of build a career and, like you said, make connections and.
1: Um, I mean, that? it was shortly after that. There was a company that I connected with Um, pretty quickly. I'm not going to even bring up the name because they're not relevant anymore. And it no, wasn't necessarily a good season of my life working with them because it was a little bit toxic. But it that got me to meet people like Alexandra, who ended up being a friend. Mm-hmm. And um, her and I both worked for that company for a little while. And that's over, but I still have her friendship from that, which is really cool. And then from there, it was like, okay, why would I need somebody else to speak for me when I can do this myself? Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, if anything good came out of that, other than f- a few friendships, it's that I saw a toxic thing that they were doing and I it pushed me to get an LLC to trademark certain things and run with that. So Life good houses. things come out yeah. of a bad situations sometimes. <laughs> um, and then, shortly after that, I was like, I could really do something with this. So mm-hmm. I still think there's a lot of potential that I've left on the table, but I'm really excited to see where it goes from here. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when did, when did YouTube follow and like creating an actual like Facebook branded page, like not personal? Um, and when did you start going with Raphael Rachel and then when did the pterodactyl... Come into play. T-Rex. T-Rex. I always say that wrong every sure. time. <laughs> There's no wings. I don't understand the difference of dinosaurs, apparently. Okay, <laughs>
1: so next time Kenzie comes down to visit, we're having a dinosaur lesson. We'll watch all the Jurassic Parks.
0: Okay, fun fact, too. I'm terrified of those movies. What? I think they're so scary. So growing up, like, I still blame my parents for seriously, they're so scary. I still can't watch some of them. And, like, that, Charlie the Chocolate Factory, and any of the Terminators... <laughs> Terminators only Terminator were pretty film. freaky. Yeah, yeah, that was a horror film. So I, I struggled with Jurassic Park. And I still tell my parents all the time, I was like, you guys showed that to me way too young. When <laughs> no, I'm kidding.
1: Every single time I went to my grandpa's house, we would watch uh, mm-hmm. one of the three Jurassic mm-hmm. Parks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Also, fun fact, it, the first one I came out the year I was born, so I think that might be why I'm so attached to it. I don't 93? Know. 93. From oh. the 93. From 92.
0: Baby. We're close. Oh, we're close. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we've gone digress. Okay, tell me about the T Rex. Okay, and so the social pages. So,
1: me and my dad both have very weird, like, creative brains, <laughs> but I was like. After I won the Jungle Walk the first year, there was prize money that came along with it. So on the way home from Knob Creek, we were in Kentucky for that event. Uh, We drove past Dinosaur World, had to stop, obviously. Um, They had a T-Rex mounted head that you could buy. There were three sizes, small to large. So I used my prize money to buy my trophy. No way. And then uh, Rachel riding a T-Rex with a Thompson has just kind of been my image. (laughs) And it could be anybody it could be anybody It doesn't have to be rachel sure a female right <laughs> it's your does. logo
0: yeah it's who did it
1: um so i actually hand drew it wow yeah. it looked a little different than this um and then i had a friend a friend had helped me put it together and then um i actually finally got it redone recently so i'm gonna push a little bit more of that Yeah. yeah i think
0: it's pretty cool okay so facebook youtube what other platforms? When did you kind of come on the scene with those too?
1: Um, so Facebook, I jumped on there in 2015. Okay. Um, and then shortly after that went to my first shot show. Okay. And then um, YouTube, I think I started in 2016, but it's been kind of sporadic posting. I had one year that I solidly posted a video every single week, sometimes more. <laughs> and that was really awesome. But the editing time is pretty Horrifying. insane.
0: Mm-hmm. For people so, that don't know, it's hours, hours, hours to do minutes of a video
1: and i'm just not very great at it so i you I, I was telling you i used to stay up i'd have a video posted every thursday but i would stay up every single wednesday pull an all nighter trying to edit a video and always have something go wrong <laughs> um just my
0: luck but murphy's law let yeah. yeah um for youtube as well okay because i remember you did the video every week and then you did instagram gun of the day for i mean more than a year but you did yeah. like a year why did you decide to take on that endeavor? And then how did you find 365 guns to do that? So
1: it was very much a community project. Um, I, people like to ask how many guns we have. I can
0: not tell not,
1: you. The world will never know. Yeah. How many? So I'm not going to let you tell yeah, them. Yet. No, no. Um, we have a healthy amount of guns, but we could always have more. Mm-hmm. So that that was a thing, um, but we also worked with a local pawn shop and they got in some really crazy collections. So some of the cool things, um, especially the older ones that you might've yeah. seen on there, some, yeah, there were some pretty cool ones, um, came from a pawn shop. Some of them came home with me. <laughs> so it actually ended up being a
0: kind of expensive um, endeavor to take on. I'm
1: sure, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, cause
0: if you touch something, uh, it's like kind of game over.
1: Well, I, I had never seen a Chicago pawn Pistol in person I think I have well I have two of them here so I'll show you after the podcast but I've never seen one in person and they had two one of them was a pearl grips and um the other one is not pearl grips so had to buy both of them they gave me a really good price on them but how can you say no I've literally never seen them in person before and I had two of them
0: in my palms and now I still do that's awesome yeah um Uh, that and that that project like like I said kind of blew up you were you got on the cusp before censorship too kind of doing this you're still in it yeah especially back
1: 2015 2016 things used to grow um by thousands overnight and now it's quite the opposite sometimes like you can't do anything about bot accounts they'll follow you anyway yeah um and then instagram's constantly like deleting bot accounts i I guess because you see your numbers go up and down and you're like i can't grow but i'm not doing anything different or i can't grow now because i got the notification yesterday that they can't share my welcome my pictures it's
0: been a year and a half yeah and every time I get in there randomly now they remind me and I'm like I know I've seen this message I could see you. yeah well it's like they update it to include more recent more, posts, more posts. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not the first time I've seen a message either think... game for a minute where I started deleting the the other or appealing and then they'll just replace it with another one so gun people listening just don't comply just don't delete it they're gonna delete your whole account at that point if you just keep going with it I'm just done and those
1: are just guidelines anyway yeah. like I if I look at the health of my profile, yeah. it's perfectly fine. I'm just not complying with the recommended stuff. Yeah. So they're like, there's like two layers of censorship they have on there. But it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, Facebook has actually been a lot better for me in the last year. Yeah. And it's that share button. People can like share and
0: comment and interact with each
1: other yeah
0: because i've seen okay so i also work behind the scenes with rachel too on some accounts it's funny because i've seen like the the numbers where like you pull reports and stuff of how social media profiles do and it's so weird how it used to be instagram or like i used to be able to track stories stories were awesome they probably still are because we don't have that data and like facebook took off again it's like this is weird so moral of the story (laughs) have all of the platforms (laughs) posts on all the platforms um repurpose content yeah platforms yeah so we did um a lot of different work with like testing those out i don't i know there's algorithms to make your content stick and make it worthy but you don't know what's gonna take off you don't you never do and the videos that i spend the most time Time on never do 600 (laughs) views on youtube (laughs) and the dumbest ones that took you a second you're like why yeah.
1: yeah, I don't. I'm not good at any of those because I start down a rabbit hole. I'm like, this is what we're gonna do, and then it turns into a production, mm-hmm. and then I pull out the spare. No expense. Got to go buy everything. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not good at uh, simple. I good. overthink <laughs> everything. You can't see it, guys, but I've commandeered her table. Pay no with... attention to the gear behind the camera. <laughs> it's
0: like memory cards and GoPros and microphones and disgusting amount of stuff. So, um, okay, let's dive into what we did this this I say week a day it'll be two yes. days of filming and stuff so what would what we do well kenzie made me get out of bed so before hard. 6 a.m it
1: was still dark yeah it was still dark she wanted to meet her and chris i'm sorry i I'm
0: uh, don't you do really want me to talk about this? yeah yeah send it no i love this stuff
1: um yeah so we met chris from ballistic dummy at um Waffle House at 7 a.m. We were six minutes late and it was my fault and I fully take on all of that. And we gave her an
0: extra hour. We were gonna meet at six for <laughs> people watching on the video. AM Yeah, AM.
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh. What else? Um to be fair, I feel like we should back this up and let everybody know <laughs> I'm pregnant <laughs> and I have not been waking up very early in the last few months. So
0: she was a trooper. I couldn't be pregnant and go to a range and be hot all day and gross and then, yeah, have to wake up. So, superhero. Thank you. Yeah, Thank I can you. do I'm it. I'm taking all the I pants on the back that I 100%, can have right 100%. Now, so. I also hate mornings. So, anybody that knows me, like, probably thinks I'm the laziest person on planet Earth, which is not the case. It's, I hate mornings, hate waking up early. I'll wake up when I want to wake up, but then I work evenings nights midnights overnights that's i was crazy. gonna say anybody that's seen you work can't call you
1: lazy because you hustle every minute you're awake but right.
0: <laughs> i'm a
1: workhorse so you don't have to be a morning person that's why there's different time zones just make friends on the west coast
0: did <laughs> that for a while We're good that's why i like chris from ballistic gummy lab so for people listening he moved his entire operation from california to a free state of georgia which is awesome we welcome you love it and um but it sucks for me because working with him i was like oh i'm up at nine cool i don't feel like crap because he's a- it's still 6 a.m. California time. Now it's like, oh. <laughs> he texted me this morning at 8 a.m. Like, checking in on uh, content. I'm like, 8 a.m.? I still wasn't.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We slept in today. But we also were at the range at the range from 8 until 4 p.m. Yeah. yesterday. Without food. So without
0: food. we had I'll have peanut butter crackers. It was fast. About it. Bad. So we all got nauseous at one point. We all were overworked. Man, okay. So, what all did we film? Let's talk about the the dummy experience because I hadn't shot a ballistic dummy ever. I'd never had that opportunity.
1: So I have shot one, but mm-hmm. I've never shot one where it was just like R's. where I could actually go touch it afterwards <laughs> yeah. and like see what the damage was and how things worked. Mm-hmm. Science, whole science experiment. Uh, but it's pretty okay. daggum cool. If you don't know anything about ballistic dummy, ballistic dummy labs. Yep,
0: ballistic dummy. Lab. Look
1: them up. Um Very neat stuff. They make all sorts of different things from uh ballistic gel blocks to full torsos um or really full I mean they do head. full
0: body they full do body. torso with head without head zombie limbs head. yeah limbs we haven't even cut up the limbs yet
1: <laughs> that um even sounds just normal organ, organ blocks um but <laughs> basically bleed. you can see yeah and and the torso all of it is interactive so it has a structure inside that um is supposed to mimic like your uh, skeletal structure mm-hmm. and then the organs that do actively bleed
0: or leak we'll just say Bleak. leak for the yeah. sake of I chose not blue. sounding I wanted blue I love the color blue we both have blue Tacomas like-
1: my dad was very thankful for that too because he is a little squeamish and uh it would he, doesn't, gross. he doesn't really like the no it's to
0: look too realistic so because some of those like organs like you actually have the intestines in there and like liver kidney all that stuff so you actually have this like and I don't even know what he uses still, but it, it's like foamy and still absorbs. Like yeah, spongy. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty
1: cool. Which cool. I, it's it's very interesting. Uh, we we slightly dissected some of them after we were done shooting mm-hmm. to see if we could find any um any bullets that were lodged in there, uh, and we found one.
0: Forty five seventy.
1: Yeah, we found one of the forty five seventies. Cool. Uh, but yeah, so we we tested out a bunch of different things. Um, I have a uh. You're, I saw you move in, so I was so excited. Yeah. <laughs> the videos are
0: for people listening to this podcast.
1: There's always a song in my head, too. Um, anyway, I have a AR-6 Stinger 2 Tactical from Steamboat, which is a repeating crossbow. You can quick, um,
0: I don't even know. What Recharge? It. Reload? Uh, yeah. It,
1: uh, why am I forgetting the terms right now? I'm also looking at a box of little
0: arrows right in front of me, too. Okay, whatever that process is where you... Re- I
1: would call it reloading on a gun. Right. Um, I'm new to crossbow worlds. Resetting so.
0: the weight? Draw to Reset, weight? yeah. Sure,
1: sure. Okay. Redraw. Okay. Quick redraw is what we're going to call it. Anyway, so I got to test that out on a ballistic dummy. I didn't even have um, broadheads. So mm-hmm. this was just like the practice arrows. Um, and I was shocked. I was shocked at what it did to a ballistic dummy. Um
0: That, and then we obviously had guns, so that was pretty cool. We had Kami Rachel versus the rave Kenzie. We shot the AK versus AR. I feel like you should when you edit that video, you should add a beat behind you. I think so. I should have worn my pit vipers for that, honestly. Yeah, you probably should have. There's a lot of things that I did wrong, but that's okay, because we... We it wasn't the, was the spreadsheet. It wasn't the spreadsheet. It was not the spreadsheet There was 2 GoPros, a B-roll camera, an A-roll camera, microphone. It was a lot. So for people that don't know what goes into the content, guys, like it's so much work. It's it's um, overwhelming. I mean, and you've been on production crew, event crew, like you kind of know the process. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot to handle yourselves too, so she's looking at me it's like this is my fault i didn't know a camera crew was on the table if i did it would have been like yeah 100 percent. yeah my dad showed up for part of the day so he helped push some buttons for us <laughs> yes, yes and then he had his bren yeah
1: he brought on a um a bren that we've got a, a barrel that will take 308 instead of um 30 out six so he brought that out to test some magazines um fact, he's been having just a little bit trouble of trouble with some of them feeding correctly mm-hmm. or um, staying in the gun, so he tested one. One that had been adjusted worked perfectly. The other one um, was did not have the same adjustment on it. So yeah. uh, we did confirm that they're going to have to all be adjusted if they're mm-hmm. going to stay. Um, that and then he brought out. Uh, he just got a double fold AR, that and so cool. he's loving yep. that. Yep. loving that. So well, he wanted to make sure that gun. was sighted in. Yeah,
0: because he had um the suppressor on it and like was just like I'm going to have some fun was that the gun that you guys used in your video no okay
1: no so um for those of you who don't know full day did a little competition and they they said you could use any platform of a takedown gun um but theirs is very fast so we had started my dad wanted to compete. He wanted to do a video posted on his Instagram. So I was out there helping him film and he had a Leo takedown that he was trying to use. Um, and it was backpack deployment. So gun had to be in the backpack, backpack on your back. You had, um, less than eight seconds to flip the backpack around, open the backpack, put the gun together and fire a shot off. And, he tried it with Leo takedown. Um, his best time with that was like 21 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then the day before, people started winning the competition. The day before we were gonna try um, with a Leo again, the fold AR. He bought um, just a one fold, double fold, not a double fold, the one fold. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm trying to say.
0: Fold to the left. Fold Sorry, the right. I'm still tired. No, you had coffee good. and I didn't. I caffeine <laughs> is a requirement for this to work.
1: Yeah. <laughs> But your girl's been cut down on caffeine since this whole child situation. (laughs) Can you tell
0: me more about how much I don't want that?
1: Hey, I'm excited for it. But there are things that I'm having to sacrifice because I have no self-control. If I drink a cup of coffee, the whole pot's going down. Yeah. So, um, Anyway. (laughs) Got the full day RN, uh, cut the time down significantly. I decided I needed to try. So he, it was hot. It was July. I had three chances to attempt it. And then the last one I got it in under eight seconds. So I ended up winning um, an upper from them, which was pretty daggum cool. I got a double fold. Um, and I will be building that gun soon. So
0: I'm like so excited. I'm like, we, we don't have the gun yet. So I have the upper <laughs> okay, okay. <is> upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that. That's cool. Um, the, the fun dynamic with you and your dad, like you guys go everywhere. So like in just this year, like y'all went to SHOT Show, t- you went to NRA. Yeah. And then you went to Gun Con. I mean, what is it like getting to have your family there? So I love it. Like I, I go
1: to some events without him, but ones sure. that I know he wouldn't necessarily enjoy as much. Um, But SHOT Show, we do that together. Uh, He actually, he's been going to SHOT Show since I was a child. Him and my mom, um, and they've got a couple of friends that go out with them. Then I started going and crashing their trip. Uh, NRA (laughs) is so much fun to go to together. We knock out the whole floor, just us. Um, And Gun Con, we road trip to gun con so that's like a whole ordeal we figure out ways to go past our favorite catfish restaurants Aww. boyettes if anybody knows it boyettes um by real foot lake shout out to them because very good catfish uh anyway we just make like a whole event out of
0: it yeah
1: and yeah. it's just a lot of fun and i'm very very blessed to have a very good relationship with both of my parents yeah. and I love spending time with them. My dad is probably my best friend outside of my husband. Um, and I talk to him every single day. I saw he texted me just a minute ago.
0: Anonymous Bob. Anonymous Brie, Bob. Brie, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he kind of, I like it. The family tradition of this Instagram username. <laughs> family <on>. numbers. Yes. <laughs> he is the sweetest man though. He's awesome. So, um, that, that's a really nice experience and you already talked about it, but I didn't want you to talk about like the industry, like friends, relationships, kind of, um, for people listening that do post content, or maybe they're, they're going in my world of like competitive kind of shooting or whatever, how do you build those relationships with companies or with other content creators? Like, how? It might sound simple for us, because we've done it. But so, I don't know, is it simple? <laughs> Sometimes it kind of it baffles me, like
1: how relationships got built. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think back at it, and I'm like, man, I was just at the right time and in the right like mindset to talk about this thing or mm-hmm. I think people can tell when you're genuinely excited about something and it's very easy to build
0: relationships with people when you're just happy. I don't I got to say something about that real quick too. Remember, so we were walking around blade show, blade show. Yeah. Okay. And like the, not cheapest, but like a cheaper knife that I really fell in love with was blue and the color of mine Tacoma blue. And then like, they let me keep it. And they're like, oh, just take it. And I was like, Rachel, why'd they give it to me? And Rachel's just like, you were so excited over the color of that knife, that I love it. I still use it all the time.
1: Yeah. There are some things that I love that I talk to other people and they're like, this is the crappiest so thing I've dumb, ever picked yeah. up. And I'm like, but I love, I love it. it. Yep. And that's why the industry is as big as it is because no matter how nice a gun is or how crappy somebody thinks a gun is, that is somebody's passion and love right there. So uh, it's awesome. I think it's all awesome. That's part of what I loved about doing gun of the day is in today's world, we're so hyper-focused on like a very small portion of the amount of guns that exist in this world or have existed throughout history. So if I could show something off that somebody's never heard of or something that like somebody's dad bought at a Sears, our grandfather bought out a sears like a Sears shotgun from forever ago Yep. how cool is that like people have different relationships yeah. to different guns or they've never heard of it so it gives them something to look up and i think that is just fascinating that's awesome yeah
0: i sorry i know i took you off rail but i i will say to that too is like why do we continue to in our industry like kind of crap on our own people too it's like oh that's stupid or like just any bit of that, it's like, it's their gun. Does it matter? It doesn't affect you. Like, it's their favorite or they love it. Like, girl, I have
1: a revolver with a (laughs) bayonet on it and a EOTech optic. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to talk about weird, crappy or uh, overkill. Yeah, non-practical. I I think I take the crown. Like, (laughs) we got some weird stuff. So um, I won't really crap on people, or at least I'll try not to. Sometimes we say things that, we don't necessarily mean, and I'm sure I'm guilty of that in the past, but sure, I don't know why we do that. I think there's a lot of, um, I think that's, first of all, I think that's in every single industry. Yeah. I know it's in every single industry, but I worries. wish it wasn't. Um, but that's, I think just human nature Yeah, to, yeah. to eat their own kind of thing. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's really frustrating to see that though. It is
1: very frustrating, very frustrating to see that. And, and our community is while every community does it, our community is a little bit different because we do have forces working against us from every direction, yeah. and primarily from our government. So it's very um, uncomfortable to see it from the internals yeah. of us yeah. hurting each other. And I really wish we didn't see that as much as we do.
0: Yeah. So I was on Instagram the other day, or Facebook, Facebook, and somebody had posted that was a steel challenge shooter, right? It was and they're the same eight stages, but that I could never do what some of those shooters do. They have world records. They continue to de- decrease these times. I'm like, dude, I couldn't even do that if I wanted to. Right. But it was interesting because he posted about how much hate that they get from shooting still challenged and how it never changes and like how the stages are the same. You can practice them at home and yet there's still improvements. Why are people who don't even shoot the sport worried about them shooting it and doing better and it not being different? Like, and it's a great entry for kids, for women, for people, elderly people. I've seen every age, every background. Like, so I'm passionate about this because I saw that. And there are so many people commenting about it. And it was like, hate and it was love. And it was agreeance. And I'm like, hey, guys, like it's great. We're just shooting guns. How about that? How about that? So I don't know if you want to speak to anything like that, where it's just, you see that and you're just, why can't we all just be positive? Because we have too many forces outside of that, like you said, working against us.
1: Well, and I don't know. You know, people go into a competition. Everybody has a different mindset about what they're there to accomplish. Yeah. So, like I've been at a USPSA match before, and gotten on a um, I don't know what you call it, a squad, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking Swap. posse and cowboy. Posse it's cowboy. Yeah. Yeah, I was yep. like posse, but that's Same not right. Thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Squad. Yeah, squad. squad up. Okay, mm-hmm. so I've been on a squad before where they are very competitive, yeah. and they want to get in and get out before lunchtime. And, and you know, that might not necessarily be my, right. my squad to be on. I might want to be on a squad where people are kind of plinking a little more or, like, right. haven't taken their full amount of time right. to get through a stage yeah. um, or doing it with a weird gun and trying to make it fun. Like, sometimes my dad and I will go out to a match with some weird guns. I have a dream of going to a three-gun match <laughs> I won't tell you what I'm going to use, it, yeah, so okay, I can do okay, that. I've got some ideas. I got some weird ideas. It's going to be a
0: pump-action shotgun. I just know it.
1: Well, or or it's a spaz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we talked about yeah. A I, would, bit. <laughs> I would like to use my spa's twelve. I I also have a Jurassic uh, themed rifle. Oh hell
0: yeah! And
1: I got to pick which uh, which handgun I'm going to use. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. But, keep, going. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. 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 Sorry. <laughs> I think I think it really just depends on like. Like I said, the mindset of right. how you're going in there. And so I can see for somebody that is co- very competitive, kind of getting frustrated if things are slowing down. But I've also been on groups where um, it's a very experienced shooter and they have stopped and like helped me through things. Yeah. Or I've had a, a one time early on shooting cowboy. Um, my dad... I can't remember what shotgun we were shooting, but, um, there was another lady there that was like, Hey, here, try this one. You might really like this. And so I've been on squads where people really help you. And I've been on squads where people are like, we need to get out of here. This is taking too long. Yeah. And that kind of experience, if you are with somebody that's kind of frustrating, frustrated, it can translate back to you to where it's like, maybe this wasn't really fun and I might not want to do it again. So I think maybe just a good message out there is get to know the people in your squad and find out what their experience is and how they got into this, how they heard about it and what they're trying to accomplish. And yeah. if you want to get out of there, you know, get out of there as fast as you can, but yeah, make sure that they know they're welcome.
0: a hundred percent. I mean, and, and again, like not dissing what they're into, like, yeah, you want to show up to what you want to show up with your guns. Like, Hey, you don't know if they're there just to have fun. Right. Um, and I see that across every sport it has all of, the drama and the the, you can like kind of have that um crap talk you know to make it fun but there is like a level where I find it just like so disrespectful where it's like hey like they're just they're shooting like how about like be excited for that
1: and when I say it's every industry I played soccer for 16 years and I was on a rec team um one year that was so competitive that we would run every practice until we were physically sick (laughs) And the next year was back on a team because I'd aged out of this other team. Yeah, was back on a team that we, all we did was have fun. I mean, we practiced, like we worked hard, but we, we really got to know each other. We were very good as a team and we always did very well as a team, but I didn't get physically sick every practice. And so it was more enjoyable. So when I say (laughs) that, like you can have bad experiences and teammates can eat each other kind of thing and really put each other down. Um, it's every industry, unfortunately, but that might've been a little bit irrelevant, but I'm just thinking back to like other, other experiences and how that one year was so miserable, but going back, it was so much fun just because of the way we treated each other.
0: No, I think that's important. Um, the other stuff with you that I want to ask you about is like you get to meet fans, which is probably <laughs> weird and not weird all at the same time, um, all across the country. And how important it too? Like I want you to talk about the fan experience and stuff, but how important is it for you to always kind of be the best you can be? Right? If you're tired, exhausted, hungry, and someone comes up to you as a fan, like that first impression could be them unfollowing you if it's bad. Right? <laughs> it could be, oh, she's a horrible person. Right? No, but it's like. I've I've had to remember too, like what it would be like for me to meet somebody that I like looked up to or pay attention to. It's like, I want them to be the person I want them to be. So how important is that? How do you do that?
1: So it always shocks me when somebody does talk Mm -hmm. to me. Um, It's very cool, very humbling and, you know, very nice to know that somebody is hearing you. Yeah. Um, there has been a couple of times Brownells actually had me in their booth at NRA, um, not this past year, but the year before. And I met so many families, so many little girls that came up and wanted me to sign a piece of paper Aww. for them. I literally cried Aww. afterwards. There was a girl, um, her mom was like, she really wants to meet you. And I was like, I really want to meet you. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's very cool to think about. Yes, um, Cause I know, I know I had role models growing up mm-hmm. um, and I've gotten to meet them today, which is pretty cool, Yeah, but in the shooting industry. And, and I think that's really neat. And, um, you know I try to be the best I can <laughs> normally I'm very excited to meet you back and yeah. I have, I've also gotten a lot of messages from folks afterwards saying I saw you but I didn't want to interrupt always Aww, interrupt me please. please yeah I would love to meet you yeah. I would love to know how you follow me or why you follow me. And I've also had people ask me like about my animals or um, ask what, normally if somebody meets me, they're asking either A, where my dad is, or they recognize me because my dad's walking around with me. he's a big burly man that looks like
0: tactical Santa Claus. But, 100%, percent That's awesome.
1: Um, it's always a very cool experience, so.
0: Yeah, what's been your favorite kind of interactions? I know you mm-hmm. mentioned the girls coming up at NRA and stuff. Oh, we're out. And also what's your weirdest interaction? Oh, Lord. (laughs) I know Um, there's been a few, so... coolest it, interaction I'll say this too we walked around again Blade Show and I'd never been to Blade Show you had I assumed been to Blade Show before yes yeah, yeah.
1: it's in the Atlanta one
0: at yes yeah. it's like in your backyard yes ma'am but it was funny because it, Rachel would get recognized and then I didn't think anybody would recognize me and then I would get recognized I'm like okay like one for one they're how like, cool like, it was really cold I'm like in a Blade Show I felt like a fish out of water because I love knives I have way too many knives so I hurt myself with them all the time but it was like I'm out of my element I mean they're my people but they're not People, right? Yeah. (laughs) The gun world, different. Uh, So that was really cool. I was like, holy crap, they know me. Yeah. You get that all the time. So on a smaller level, if someone's, like, coming up in it, like me, I'm like, I'm excited. Okay, so the question was... Weirdest and some of your favorite. Okay, so (laughs) one of my favorites, um, and this was
1: one of the first, I used to always wear a green, like, patrol cap.
0: Like your dad had Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. My dad and I had matching... My dad and I match a lot. I don't know. We're just goofy, like... (laughs) Do you plan that? I do, yes. Do you absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Text Bob in the morning. Hey, Dad. What are we no, so sometimes we don't plan it and we end up matching anyway. But I like figured. hats sometimes will match those on purpose. Or like I got yeah. a tactical tricorn hat, so I got them in different colors. Oh, so we both cool. wear
0: them. There you go.
1: Um, Either that or like I also got this camo shirt at uh, – at- <laughs>
0: academy and they had his size so i was like oh he's gonna want this too. let me just go and i actually form. did do that at bucky's they had i showed you the shirt yeah. i have that shirt my dad now is gonna have that shirt Spoiler. i love it
1: i'm not afraid to match my parents like <laughs> no. judge yeah. me if you want to whatever okay. i'm just a grown child <laughs>
0: <laughs> as, it as it should be
1: um anyway so there was one time um at knob creek there was somebody that had been following me and he was telling me about his daughter and that they really wanted to meet me so i brought her um we figured it all out. They were going to come down and watch me shoot. So I shot and then I had a picture for her. And then I also got her a little green patrol cap. So Cute. I think I still have that picture on Instagram. It's from like years ago, but that was like one of the coolest moments for me. Um, plus she got a hat, which I just thought was so cool. <laughs> and then um, weirdest and please nobody ever do this to anybody in the industry, I was flying to a shooting event, um, I think it was in Arizona, and so I'm at the airport in Atlanta, walking through TSA, and I hear somebody say, hey, it's that gun girl, and like yells it in the line at TSA. Uh, awkward. Can I tell you how many times oh. they had to pat me in search for things? Are you serious? They, uh, yeah, I did get, oh, I I have a very, uh, mostly dislike. Of TSA, mm-hmm. <laughs> I get gotten for anything that you can't get gotten for, and typically I don't have anything snacks. that's like actually yes yeah, <laughs> snacks. Mayday. we'll talk about that. <laughs> they have <laughs> snack shamed me. They have done all sorts of things. I had on like a that open back tank top that I had on yesterday.
0: Yeah,
1: and something came up as a thing, so they had to pat my bare back down weird. at TSA. That's weird. Um, just weird. the most ridiculous thing. So anyway. Done Please girl. don't yell that. <laughs> girl. Please don't yell that to anybody. At do it GSI. after
0: security. No, I'm just kidding. Also. Come by
1: and say hello quietly.
0: <laughs> that's awesome.
1: Anyway, uh, that was that was one of the probably worst experiences, but I
0: bet.
1: Uh, there's some other weird ones too, but that's, that's the one that I want to yeah. publicly announce. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: fair. Yeah. Um, okay. So what, uh, we'll dive deep into this if you want to, but I want to talk about concealed carry, carrying a gun every day, kind of what it's like honestly being a female too and like learning to protect yourself because you're on your own a lot too like you're not always with your husband your dad whatever that looks like can you dive into that world of how important it is for women to consider carrying a gun to train with their gun (laughs) dry fire live fire like what does that look
1: I think is the most important thing for anybody male or female to do um and no matter where you're starting it's the most important thing, who is going to protect you? You can't leave it up to somebody else. Um, I hear a lot of women say, well, my husband always has something. Well, what if you're not with your husband? So the bathroom. Or what if your husband is hurt? Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. So I think it is the most important thing that we learn. And um, I, there's a lot more I could do in this category and probably a lot more I'm gonna be focusing on in the future, mm-hmm. but anything that I can do to encourage somebody to take an active role in their own personal protection is my goal. Um, because it's the most important thing.
0: Yeah. So, how did you start learning to carry gun every day? Like, did you try different holsters, try different guns, different positions to carry? Like, what did that look like? So, I have
1: tried every. I'm <laughs> not
0: every not every single holster. There's a lot. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are
1: a lot, and you know that's actually a beautiful thing too. Yeah. There are more and more and more women-specific holsters. Um, to carry that have been mm-hmm. popping up in the past five years, the past 10 years. I've seen it grow tremendously. And it's very cool to see, um, even down to like this last launch with SIG and the Rose and the project that they're working on with Lena, mm-hmm. love or hate the uh, SIG 365. It is a very cool thing they're doing and why every concealed carry gun doesn't come with the same tools that that package comes with. Right. I don't know because you should have dummy rounds to practice mm-hmm. At home and if you're new to this and you don't know that they might not try to do that but ranges could actually do build those themselves have guns and have a package for like a certain price built together so that you can have all those necessary tools Yeah. but i didn't i do think that is something very cool that sig has done yeah um outside of that I started carrying a gun as soon as I could. Mm-hmm. Um, for my 21st birthday, I went and got my concealed carry. Did the same concealed carry.
0: Thing. at The class, like the day after I turned 21, it was ridiculous. Well, not ridiculous, but it was like I'm doing this. I brought a friend, yeah, and then immediately applied for the permit and waited. Waited. Yeah, Florida, that you had to wait until you have the permit. I don't know how Georgia was.
1: Um, I mean, I'm trying to remember. I do. It's little It's been a minute. While for us, little 90s. You, days. you do have to <laughs> wait for the permit. Yeah. get here in the mail um but we for concealed carry but you can still have a gun oh, yeah, on your yeah, personal yeah. property yeah yeah or car or extension yeah. yeah so um anyway sorry i got off topic but.
0: different options i was gonna say like belts appendix outside the waistband inside the waistband like did you try different things to kind of figure that out off-body carry I know you deploying an AR folding you know now (laughs) that's so great um yeah can you speak to like what it's like for someone starting out to figure out what works for them how to try the different things and then just get comfortable honestly with it on them
1: so the biggest deal is getting comfortable with it on you um and that takes time and takes a gun that you're confident shooting um, which I don't know that people always find with their first gun. Yeah. I know I still have the very first gun I ever bought. It is an LCP, uh, not the newer iteration. So the old very, very filed down sights that are not very good. But you know what, that gun, I will never get rid of because I can hide that sucker anywhere I need to. And from me to the wall right there, we're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll never get rid of that. I don't love the gun, but I love the gun. It will do what it needs to do. Um, I think that's the other thing. So I'm probably a bad person to ask as far as like, what do you carry or how do you carry? I am somebody that refuses to change their style to carry a gun. So Mm -hmm. I will carry a gun that will fit with what I'm wearing and I will carry a gun in a place that I can carry a gun so that you don't know I'm carrying the gun. I think the biggest thing about concealed carry is that you have the element of surprise. People will put a lot of uh, emphasis on quick draw and while I think you should have a quick draw, having the element of surprise is gonna be first and being able to get a quick smooth draw, I think is second. Yeah. And this is my personal opinion. Um, You can talk to other people and get theirs and that's fine for yourself, but yeah. if somebody is pointing a gun at you, you're never gonna be able to draw a trigger pull. That's just fact. Yeah. And so I, I like the element of surprise. I like not being the person that somebody would
0: target as she definitely has a gun. Kind of like Waffle House yesterday. Um, <laughs> this gentleman thought a concealed firearm would be an outside the waistband, sort of drop holster on his belt. i full size, like crap block, I look like, probably a 40 maybe 17 I don't know um but anyway so he like he walks in and then he turns his whole body to sit down and then he's like trying to pull his untucked polo shirt over this and already I'm talking to Chris that ballistic dummy I'm like oh he's armed this is what it looks like it's not my favorite holster i just like literally could identify this man already and I'm like and the thing with that too is like you don't just because you see someone like with a gun or like see a print or whatever that do not assume that that person even knows how to fire that firearm draw that firearm practices it like i I would not trust him to save my life at all right because it's not a comfort thing for me it's like i don't think most americans are training properly i would i
1: would think it's safe to say that a large amount aren't
0: yeah just
1: like I, i know from well we don't even have to get into that but I have I have a lot of friends that are um, PD, including yep. two family members, my brother and his wife. And I know from my brother's experience and what he tells me and what he sees because he does work on the range and he does the training and stuff with police. Yep. Um, there are a lot of them training. that don't they don't do anything out of qualifications, and yep. we should all be doing better. We should all be doing better. Yep. If you carry a gun, you should want training. You should actively trying to get better and i'm even speaking to myself on that because i could be a lot better with pistols um
0: <laughs> a lot better <laughs> no i mean it's hard to master but you're still putting in a lot more work that like if i saw you with the gun and i know you i'm like oh well she at least knows how to draw knows how to fire doesn't have to keep her finger off the trigger unless it's ready to shoot like there are there's so many things that yeah, are the I basics yeah well that's important fundamentals right um so that's the stuff that i want to harp on is just like just training 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 And I know people that haven't even fired their gun, too, I'll say this, with hollow points, or haven't even fired their carry gun, period, or don't know how to disassemble it, or oil it, or clean it. Guys, you've got to know this tool inside and out. Um, It's the best investment that you're ever going to have into yourself. So I don't know if you want to speak to that stuff, too, is like the maintenance side of this stuff as well. So... on the maintenance side of it
1: please <laughs> so like, i never clean my guns no uh, i'm i'm guilty on some guns Me i too. could clean them quite i mean, yeah Me we too. talked about like, this yeah, yesterday
0: i should oil and clean that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's
1: a lot no there's definitely sometimes that um i maybe go a little bit too long on cleaning some things but that's more like match gun your concealed carry gun i think is completely different yeah. and that is yep. the life-saving tool that you're going to have on you so definitely should be spending a lot of quality time with that mm-hmm. um the beautiful thing about being pregnant right now is <laughs> i don't pick up brass i don't clean my own guns <laughs> okay that's not fair so <laughs> that's not fair um, there's not a, I'm, I'm just gonna speak on that really quickly because there's really not a lot of information about like what you can do in the shooting industry while you are pregnant yeah, but one it. of the things uh, one of the biggest things is worrying about like lead so i'm not picking up and deep breaths, and I'm not cleaning my guns. I'm my dad and my husband are stepping in for that, and
0: I am not mad about it. <laughs> Just stay pregnant for the next like 10 years. <laughs> How many kids did you want to you know What seven? Got it, got it on it. <laughs> um, no, and in, in okay, yesterday too. Like, I have gloves, okay. All right, we're gonna dive in. You want to dive into lead? a little bit. I know it's, it's silly, but it's not because you, have you had your lead levels tested? No. Okay. So when you do, I want a text message. Um, I want a text message of your lead levels. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I want it to be low for you. Right. But I do know how scary easy it is to ingest lead and get that in your body because I've had that. So I end up with like lead poisoning. It's been double digits for a long time. And my doctor was even like, why are you wanting to get your blood drawn and have lead? And I'm like, I live and breathe shooting, right? And it's everywhere. So if you're reloading or you have a reloading press, you don't realize how much is in powders. And if you're, especially if you're cleaning brass, that needs to be done like outside. But there's a lot that gets tracked into the home. So... I harped on this with Rachel. I'm so sorry. That's but okay. so um, in my truck, I keep a closed lid like Tupperware. I call it Tupperware, even though it's not Tupperware, but giant for my, my shoes. So my range shoes don't go into my house. Um, when I get home, I typically take off my range clothes if I've been in the range and I immediately cut those into the washer and I have lead detergent. I have lead soap. I have the Hoppies lead wipes in my truck and people that have been around me they know because I hand out wipes. Like it's like mommy's taking care of everyone. She didn't hand me any wipes. Um, I had them though, but I <laughs> handed her gloves. So that's the thing. So Rachel made sure like when she was moving the steel around that she had the gloves that I keep in my truck as well for that. Um, uh, I even had a new pair, which was great, but it, it's really important. If you're painting steel, picking up lead tar- or steel targets or anything that's been shot up, those are covered in lead. And in the back of the berm too, where all of, of course the rounds go lead everywhere. So
1: I'm very familiar with that of cowboy shoes because yeah. I like to look for splats. Splats. <laughs> <Those> <laughs> they're, are
0: cool. so they're, cool. they're so neat. They're so neat. But
1: yeah, I we haven't been picking those up lately either.
0: Yeah. So there and then the remedies for lead poisoning serious. Like you either have to do chemical stuff treatment, um, kind of a natural progress, but there are some real symptoms. So what did we learn? Maybe helping being pregnant maybe help that too, maybe. Well, I'm definitely a little more consci-
1: consci- conscious conscious. Ca- cautious. Excuse me, both. talking is hard. She's both,
0: yeah.
1: I am conscious. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I'm here. Caffeine after this, we'll get Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, anyway, definitely, definitely a little more cautious. I am not shooting in any in indoor ranges yeah. until after I have the baby. Yep. Um, I. Probably won't be doing a lot of moving of the steel yeah. in general, but this was like special this circumstances. This is a one-off thing that we have to We usually done. keep them set up anyway, <laughs> yeah. so there's yeah. not a lot of moving, but we needed them at the range. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's just a few more things to think about. And then at some point I'll probably be thinking about like noise levels and mm-hmm. what that might do, because at some point there is hearing and yeah. in- hearing
0: <laughs> yeah so it's perfectly normal uh we talked about this offline rachel and I did, but a lot of our friends are pregnant a lot of ours have been pregnant and still shot because it is perfectly safe you work with a doctor that tells you what you can't can't do but there's yeah once you hit that level of having the hearing developed, and you're like okay now i can't
1: yeah and and i will possibly I suppress yeah I'll possibly go <laughs> suppress for a few months mm-hmm. um just to still it'll be hard to go like months without shooting honestly like yeah I can't tell you it's the time other a than when I was a child that I've gone months without shooting. <laughs> so that would be a little weird, but, um, either way, like even when I get very pregnant, guns are still part of my life yep. I'm excited to see like where we can fit in that. Also, I guess last big thing on that, you are turning this into a pregnancy podcast. Go for but, it. Yeah. Um, there is very little information out there period about concealed carrying a gun while you're pregnant. And I will tell you one thing right now, I will not stop carrying my gun while I'm pregnant because I'm vulnerable in a different way. Yep. Uh, your girl can't move quite as fast as I used. <laughs> <laughs> I won't
0: say anything. I've I never been so a very bad. fast runner, but. <laughs> it feels so bad. She's like, a few steps. I'm like, dude, I couldn't do pregnant I in Georgia pretty... in July, it's August, September. Yeah, no, no.
1: But um, yeah, it's just a different thing. And I, I think I am looking forward to sharing a little bit more of that. I'm wondering what the um, backlash will be, because I'm sure it will be a little Ugly bit of like... For people, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it will be a little bit of a controversial topic. Um, but no matter if you're pregnant or not pregnant, when you carry a gun, it is... You are at risk, but you're also should be in control of it. And so I can't, I can't ever consider not oh. carrying a gun... While I'm pregnant.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I love it. Well, I know we talked about a lot of things. Got a few minutes left here. If you wanted to talk about anything that we didn't cover, um, content creation, filming, being a girl in this world of men is so fun. This industry is different in that regards too. I don't know. Anything else?
1: Girl, all you. If you got any more questions, Monty's trying to talk Um, I think biggest
0: advice, real quick, I would say I'll leave this for (laughs) Monty. her, Her cutest dog. Um... Biggest advice you have, I think, for someone just not even knowing where to start and in getting into guns, training, carrying. That's the last thing I'll ask, you. Yeah. Biggest advice of where to start. Yeah, or how to start.
1: You know, if nothing else, like, reach out to one of us. Um, I don't check my DMs as much as I should, <laughs> but I will try. Uh, email <laughs> would be the best way. But, I, you know, ask a question. Maybe there's a way we can connect you with, like, a local range or something. Yeah. Um, and just start asking questions, you know, like – most people in this industry are pretty nice. The dog. <laughs> if you're watching
0: video, please
1: the fuck Most people in this industry are pretty nice and want to help, and that's really cool. Um, so try to get connected. I know we would never be in as many different sides of the industry as we are if my dad didn't ask questions or if I didn't ask questions. He would have never started shooting USPSA. He would have never advanced to the fi- uh, sound of machine gun fire and bought his first full auto. So, so cool make friends sometimes it's hard because I think a lot of us are introverts
0: myself included yeah believe it or Um, not
1: (laughs) yeah it's a switch not not me I adopt you people
0: (laughs) she's like oh she's kind of (laughs) quiet let's attack (laughs) no but I mean I did the same thing it's kind of reaching out and getting connected and hey you could be like nope, I don't want to be your friend or I don't want to hang out or I don't want to answer. And that's fine. But there are more people willing to help and try to connect you than there are.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's really cool. I mean, it gives you like the quality time with people that we don't get as much now that social media and screens are a thing. So Any chance that you can get to make some friends and go out to the range in person and spend some quality time with them, do it. I
0: encourage it. Yeah, and attend the shows. We talked about this a little bit offline too, and online is NRA shows for the public. Um, The Gathering does a great job too. Like having, I mean, Duncon, Trigger Gone. There's so many ticketed events and and opportunities for you guys listening Um, that maybe don't work or are in the industry to go out and shoot guns, meet people. And you meet CEOs, like marketing directors. You meet the engineers behind the products. Like you wouldn't believe the people that are at these places that you would get to ask questions of absolutely that's what I find so exciting like when I actually meet the engineers at these I, like I got goosebumps there for a second because I was like what like you're the guy behind this how cool so
1: yeah no that's been my entire experience too I'm like wait you're the one that's like <laughs> out at
0: the booth like how cool is that right so get out there uh Rachel where can people find you on all of the platforms I know we've mentioned it a few times but I want to make sure we got it Okay,
1: so on Instagram, it's uh, Rachel B 333 on everything else, Rapid Fire Rachel.
0: Love it. Thank you for having me at your house and letting me burn things, and <laughs> I can't wait to get these guns. I gave Kenzie a flamethrower, and we're still here today, so. We're live. She's um, kind of
1: accident prone. We haven't touched the knives yet. <laughs> that's today. Oh, well, I got to forsake
0: it. <laughs> I do too. Several. <laughs> and the um, hospital's not far. That's not far. <laughs> we had a fire truck here today, yeah. but not for us.
1: No, they were just checking. They were just checking uh, yeah.
0: Fire hydrants. yeah, love it. Well, listeners, thank you. Thank you, Rachel. Again, <laughs> that was fun. Um, be sure to stay tuned too, for videos coming from her awesome steamboat uh, from Blissy dummy lab, AK versus AR, um, and more. So thanks for listening and tune in next week for an all new episode of the Redical Up podcast. Thanks for listening to the Redicle Up podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Follow along on social media at Redicle Up or 3Gun Kenzie.